This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. They're misprint. Yeah, but it, all of them are misprinted. That's not unique and rare. Yeah. That's They're fucking... That's Do you know how hard it is to buy Korean singles? No. And when you put Korean singles into Googles, do you know what you get? You don't get magic cards. <laughs> Welcome to the A-Team Podcast, brought to your ears by Manadeprive.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic-playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI Corp for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. He looks at me, are you a pro? Not really, I just have a website. Then he goes, is it a pro website? <laughs> Jay Boosh. They're like, holy fuck, we're both over here, man. We both can't be over here, man. Scotty. My ass stared him right in the face. I'm like, I'm only here for the buys. He's like, so you only want the buys. I'm like, once again, I am only here for the buys. <laughs> and Jeremy. As the 18th fourth member, I promise the listeners that I will get that man to talk more. <laughs> that is my commitment to you. And now, the 18th. What's up, 18 listeners? It's uh, episode 148, maybe 149, depending on who you talk to. Uh, you could tell me in the comments. I'm Jay Boosh. I'm here. I'm back from hiatus. Uh, I did not die. I almost did. Uh, and I am joined by Scotty Mac. What's up? And, uh, and the baller, KYT. Woo! All the dollars. And uh, Scumbag Schofield is also back, because he also didn't die from taking one in the back there, in the rear. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> Perfect. So, one episode one forty eight. It's been uh, that's that's oh man, that's a lot of episodes. What's happening? What's what's going on? We have a rotation. That happened. Oh yeah, that's huge. I don't have a deck for tomorrow. I have two F and M. Whoa. <laughs> so we should talk about that then and figure out what you're gonna play tomorrow. Yeah, I see. I have some spicy brews, but then I was told that it was in uh, the winning deck list of Star City Games, and now I can't say that I thought of that independently. I, like, I don't want to be like Chris Lansdale or Jesse and say like I thought of it first or anything, like because I, I mean, maybe I did, but I probably didn't. But I would have liked to have said like, really, that's so crazy because I I independently thought of that. That's cool. Are, but now it's just like, shut up, Jay. You just saw some fucking post. Are we talking about the Prophet of Mogus? Uh, I think so. Is that that guy that when he comes into play, he shocks a bitch? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So somebody was like, yo, dog, I'm going to play Mono Red. I was like, okay, here's my list recommendations. And they're like, oh, man, I don't think we should play that Seder. I think we should play something terrible instead. And then I was like, like Phosphorus. Yeah. That would be the terrible card to play but there. Not even that. Not even that. We hadn't even gone to the four drop slot yet, right? Oh. We're talking about one drop here, Seder. Oh, yeah, yeah, Seder, Seder. Right? And he's like, I'm like, yeah, he's like, what about this? He's like, oh, yeah, I think instead what we should probably play are just these, like, just terrible bad cards. Because, you know, like, a, a guy comes into play, and then this guy gets plus one, plus oh, and then, you know, it's the same as the Seder on turn two. So, you know, same. These. And I'm like, oh, man, except for, like, that just is terrible. And also, like, the Seder can pump and trade with the guy, this this. One one guy can like just all these bad. I have. I think the key is not to play bad cards here, man. And he's like, no, no, no. 
And then we got to the the four drop slot, and I'm like, holy shit, you're playing some some phosphorus. That is fucking. I don't know if I like that guy in mono red. Like in the mono red aggro. I mean, we talked about this. I think we talked about this on the show. Where like in mono red aggro, like you you're gonna be playing that guy at the end, and yeah, maybe you get him as a guy, right? Like he's not just an enchantment, but he's very he, he's very easily turned back into an enchantment. Yeah, uh, and also like then you're just top decking to get a shock, hopefully a shock on a guy. But it seems like he would be better with like you know Thundermaw Hellkites or whatever the baby Thundermaw is the new one and things like that, like Big Red, you know, where you you got some mid range you can slam down. Yeah. So I was thinking, well, instead of playing this phosphorus dude, bro, you know, everybody's looking for the flashy guy, but I think what you should do is play this four two guy for four. He comes into play and he shocks your guy for devotion. So at minimum, he's hitting him for one. Maximum, he's just like, it's like turn one, play this guy. Turn two, play two guys or one guy that's big. Turn three, play like a fucking, what's that guy? The Boros Reckoner. The Boros Reckoner, obviously, yes. And then turn four, kablamo! You just fucking ate them in the face? They're dead! That seems so great. And the guy's like, oh, I don't know, man. I've been playing Mono Red for like 20 years. I'm not sure if this guy's good enough for Mono Red. I don't think he is. I think Phosphorus. Then what happens on Monday? I get a text. Oh, Star City Games won fucking the Red Deck wins won the Star City Games and the f- f- Prophet of Mogus or whatever. Yeah, guys fanatic, are. fanatic of Mogus. Yeah, fanatic of Mogus is. Oh, I think you were right about that guy. And I'm like, oh, really? Oh, so somebody stole my idea and won a Star City Games, so they didn't even give me any credit. Jerks. Well, Philip Bertarelli is the guy that ended up winning. Uh, his article, Ooh. I guess, goes up. Or goes up Friday, I think. Uh, Cedric just uh, made a post that saying that editing it was like the sheerest delight he's ever had, or whatever. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to hear about uh, his process and where he came from with it. Like his sideboard's pretty clean too. Oh yeah. Yeah, like I mean, he's running four Frostburn Weird, four Burning Earth, four Mizium Mortars, and then two Chander Pyromaster and one Hammer Perforos. Like he's pretty oh, tight. Everybody's on that weird plan. Frostburn Weird. Yeah. He's good a one four. He's very good. And and he was very big in block, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I want to play this guy in Grixis. Yeah. He's a good wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he seems like he's very good, and lots of people really like that guy. Yeah, because he can turn sideways with the best of them once you play the board, right? Like, yeah. and, he, and he doesn't die to Anger of the Gods, which is mm-hmm. really a big bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's and, awesome. And and, uh, and he's playing the Mortars on the board. None none in the main. None in the main. Whoa, what, what was that? I don't know, but it was kind of ominous i kind of liked it yeah yeah <laughs> what i don't know all of a sudden you got really loud yeah i just like manned up on us you went off it, it was really good i'm the boss i'm here to stay yeah. that's what wow. it was yeah is it loud yeah yeah weird uh i didn't do anything so <laughs> that's what happens cosby motherfuckers wow mm-hmm. i don't feel like the dad anymore <laughs> Anyways, I like the fact that he's he is running four burning earth in the sideboard. It was a card that a lot of the red decks were kind of issuing altogether, and I think that uh, it would have done him a lot of work uh, in the Swiss. I'm sure. Uh, Hammer Perforos was the one that Owen and company was going with, and I f- as the control card, the anti control card, and like Hammer is a pretty pretty legit threat. Um, is it is it good and uh, constructed? Like, is it good enough? You think? Oh, in the mono red deck, when, yeah, as, a, as an anti-control card, absolutely it is. Like, giving all you guys haste okay, allows you to recover more uh, quickly from a Supreme Verdict. And, right. like, you can just make three threes. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. that was what was so awesome about uh, Kibler's deck, like, his, his red-green deck, was the fact that everything had haste in it, so everything was immediately impacting the board. Yeah. 
And like yeah. that's the thing with control. The control decks now are all running like very sorcery speed solutions to a lot of things. So if like you can still get your extra points in, then that's awesome. Yeah, and like you know, you just make a golem. It has haste. You bash for three. Like it's, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. It's very good in red decks as well when you you need something to sink your mana into, right? Agree. Yeah. yeah. Make a land drop something useful. I just don't know if it's as good to play as it like. I don't know. Does it make that much of an impact? To start, um, like it's a sideboard card. Like it's not. It's not. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's a sideboard card. It's not a main deck card. It's definitely a sideboard anti-control card. Right. Yeah. Like if you're playing against like mono red, or you're playing against like the human decks, or even the Slesnia type thing, like it's just going to be one of those cards that's just going to feel like a dead draw. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's how kind of I felt. And like I mean, like I said, at the base of it, it's like fervor, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it also the fact that it's like red red adds to the devotion for fanatic, which is totally relevant too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to slam a, a fanatic, and that's like a bolt to the face, or to clear a blocker. Yeah, it's only to the face, right? Uh, it's yeah, but you can like nugget Jace with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is so you nugget Jace, or you hit him in the, or you bolt him in the face, right? Yeah. Then you um immediately swing for four, like that's yeah. that's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, seven damage off the card. Let alone the fucking golem that you probably made at end of turn. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and that's also, awesome. that's very powerful, too, just being, like, even end of turn, make a golem, or, like, untap, draw, rip a land, oh, well, whatever. It's, it's like I ripped a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah. 3-3 three, three haste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's uh, it's pretty sweet. Um, there's a lot of really sweet decks that came through. There was a ton of Esper, a ton of control decks, all different builds. Um, there was actually, like, uh, the four control decks in the top eight. Uh, Blue-white control, Max Teats came in second. Uh, just with a blue-white version that demonstrated very quickly how insane Elspeth is. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyways, I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Calcano, Christian Calcano came in fourth. Uh, he was playing an Esper control version, uh, and he had some Ashiox in the sideboard, uh, and, which really kind of showed their value as well, uh, coming in against really? a control matchup. Yeah, they, he was bringing them in against control, those in thought seasons, and they were doing a really big job. Um, uh, Andrew Davis had a bit more of a slightly creature heavy, um, where he was playing like two Blood Barons, two Obsidats, three Jace, and then a bunch of spells, uh, one Etherling, obviously. So this one sort of looked like it was more of the old school traditional, you know, good, good chunk of hard to deal with threats. And yeah. then Jared, uh, Botcher played a creatureless version, not even one Etherling, and instead opted for a full nine Planeswalkers. Uh, yeah, three Ashiok, two Elspeth, and four Jace. Um, and, and I mean, like, it's crazy that you can see Esper Control built, like, that many different ways, and, like, fundamentally different, you know, like, Uh from a strategy standpoint. So, that was really neat. Um, and, like, there was a a green-red deck, which is almost like a a Kibler-style build, um, basically just replacing the Thunder Maws with Stormbreath Dragons, and, uh, something else with, like, uh, Paul Lucranos, but it's like three Chander Power Master, four Dami Raids. Like, this is definitely like a ramp out to big shit and kill you deck. Um, yeah. and I mean, like, it seems, it seems fine. It's, it's all plays out by the looks of things almost identically to the green red deck that Kibler played. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was a Naya mid range deck that looked literally exactly the same sort of thing. It was the old Naya, but replaced some of the threats that rotated with new ones. And then Owen, of course, came in eighth with his version of Mono Red. Which didn't play, which he was playing the, the Seder. 
So he was, he was playing the version with, like, four Burning Trees, four Chandra's Phoenix, four Fire Drinkers, four Fire Fist Strikers, four Foundry Street Denizens. Like, he was really looking to, like, get off on the one turn. Yeah. He was playing two copies of Goblin Shortcutter, even. Wow. Um, like, four Chain Walkers, four Cacklers. Like, he was balls deep. And he was playing two, perf- two hammers in his sideboard um, as the anti-control measure as well. But no Burningers, which was interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it was a very, very interesting top eight. Uh, as you go throughout the rest of the top 34 that I think that are listed, there's some really sweet lists. Um, but, I mean, obviously everyone's really focused on sort of the fact that our top three decks are, you know, green, red X, mid-range, <laughs> mono-red aggro, and blue-red X control. So, uh, it's, it's pretty sweet. Let me tell you how insane Elspeth is. Holy shit. Like, watching the Max Teats owen Turtonwald semifinals very clearly demonstrated that Elspeth is just, like, completely unbeatable. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is it because it's... Is it plus one make three guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that seems fucking retarded. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And then also, like, minus three kill everything that matters... Like yeah, yeah. I mean, like the that's important thing is, good. is it stays on the board after that. Like it can yeah. come in, do its board wipe, and still be and still chill and still yeah. chill, and then start spitting out fucking one ones. It's dumb. Yeah, yeah. And like that, like if you can't instantly deal with all of them, like she takes over the game so fast because it's like three six nine kill you. What's her? Oh yeah, because her ultimate everybody gets flying and two two. Yeah. So yeah. like the the point is is like. You can play her into a board, and she can either she can either like stabilize your board for you in a couple different types of scenarios, and then take over the game. Yeah, to put it into perspective, if you watched the tournament, you got to see a yoked ox fly over and slap a guy in the face. That was oh, really funny. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. But uh, yeah, so like, so Elspeth is gonna be definitely one of the like defining cards at Pro Tour Theros. Um, she's just, she's so absurd. Everybody that I've been talking to and testing has just said, like, she's just, she's just a house. Um, a card that was interesting that was being played out of Esper Control was, uh, Hero's Demise. And because Elspeth has turned out to be so powerful, that card is actually becoming really, really relevant. Yeah. Kills Elspeth. Yeah. So, seems pretty sweet. Um, but there's a lot of interesting decks, man. Yeah, that's where that fanatic is like extra important because it's like Mono Red's only real answer to Elspeth. You know, aside from killing the guy before he can cast it, or yeah. Lightning Strike or whatever. Well, yeah. Lightning Strike really doesn't do anything to Elspeth in a sense. Like she makes her blockers, and you have to like use two pieces of removal on her. Oh yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. So where it's like that thing there, you know, doing five points, like that thing kind of has a lava axe attached to it, that fanatics. So. Yeah, can't yeah, he can't for sure. Um I, I, I like the blue white control list. Like I would play Esper over the blue white control list and I really felt like Teets really just drew out of that match. Like he should have he should have lost that to Calcano. Calcano had him kind of like on every angle and then it was just like the runner runner nuts to get himself out of it. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was a crazy game three for that. Um, I just, yeah, it, it seemed like the Esper list had better cards in kind of the control mirror than blue-white. Like, having access to uh, the Ashok, which is just, like, a nutty card in that spot. Having the Hero's Demise, you know, Hero's Downfall is what that card was. Like, just little things like that. Having 
Thoughtseize, which just like rips people apart. I know he said he didn't really care for his sin collectors. He would have rather had like a duress in that spot. So, you know, like that that's something that's uh, kind of interesting coming out of there. Uh, just because of what Sim Collector's role is. Like, I, I know in that last game where it was, like, Calcano kept, like, a weak hand, he still got 10 points of damage in with the Sim Collector. Yeah. Like, he actually pressured the guy pretty hard. And, you know, it's a neat little card because they don't have access to the Mutables. They can't fit that in there that the blue-white lists have. So it gives them something that they can kind of protect their Planeswalker with and that kind of stuff. But I'm not so for Ashok. I think that card is just, like, it is so awesome. I don't think there's any question that um, like the Esper build is going to should more often than not just destroy the straight blue white version. Like un like considering both players being equal, the Esper deck should just destroy the the blue white yeah. deck. Um, but it is obviously a dog in the mono red match. Well, that's the thing: is it burning earth or not burning earth? Because this deck is just like it does not want to see a burning earth. No. And, like, that's, you know, kind of the reason why you play Blue-White versus Esper. You know, everyone is still kind of, like, gun-shy. Like, is is that still out there? Uh, I, I really want to try Grixis. I want to try and make it work. Uh, I'll probably end up on Esper Control if Grixis is just a donkey deck. But it's it's going to be this, or I'm going to play something kind of crazy. Well, what's your incentive to go Grixis, Jeremy? Uh, you know, I just like the Planeswalkers. I want to go more on the Planeswalker side of things. I like the removal a little bit better. Um, like, when you see how crazy Elspeth is, I want to have some number of static casters in my list, especially with, like, red deck kind of doing what it's doing. So I, I just feel like that could be a strong card. Uh, so you want to, you're saying you, you just want to play Chandra? Is that... Uh, Chandra would be in the list as well. I'd like to play, like, like kind of like a Legion of Doom type thing like that. So Ral Zerix, Ashiox, Jace, like, Chandra, I, I want to kind of go a little bit all over the place with it. So you basically want to play BBD's Grixis Control list from his Versus video last week? Um, <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no, but I, I did watch him play some of this stuff. There were some things that I would change to it, like, I just felt like he needs to have more Anger of the Gods. I think that card's just bonkers. Yeah. And I don't know if you need that many Frostburn Weirds main deck. Like, that just... But, like, Rakdos Return is so good. Read the Bones is good. Like... I'd want to have more Anger of the Gods in there. And you know what? I'm really surprised out of this weekend how good Shock was. Yes. Like, that was actually surprising, just how good really? Shock was. Yeah. Yep. was it, it was good? Like, it was... It, yep. was, it was good. It was straight up huh. instant two points of damage for an open mana. Like, it, it was... It was a... It mattered. Yeah. It was so. really good against, like, every deck except for the green-red monsters deck. Yeah. So, and Polacranos, did he see much play or just the one deck? Uh, pretty much just like the he's he saw play in the Naya decks and the green red the green red monster decks. So those decks that are like the mid range ones that are trying to go a little bit bigger. Um, and like he was a three of them both. So, huh? It's weird though. Like he was seeing so much play, but like um, like what's it the the five five for four from Ravnica wasn't. So I think the problem that we had is just the format, like. If we had Thrag Tusk in this format, Pelucranus wouldn't see any play either. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that's probably true. Right? Like, that that's the problem. Whereas, if Thrag Tusk wasn't in the format, then we would still be all playing with a 5-5 scavenge for 4. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, does it feel like, you know, just like kind of watching, like, is the Montress actually, like, relevant on Pelucranus? Like, see, it depends on the matchup. Like, I think it's probably really relevant. Um, 
in the mono red matchup because you can like land him and even if you monstrosity him like for two you can probably take out you know two fire fist strikers or something like so so in that capacity he's probably fine yeah like to, like in a limited role because it's just like if you're in a position where you're casting that guy in the mono red matchup you should just have like the board position at that point like you know he's just big enough that in that point of the game and what your creatures are and what your curve looks like you should already be in a really good spot but like you know just getting like that few extra points of damage or maybe even like sealing the game away by killing his blockers before he can draw burn to get those last few points like maybe that's kind of like where he's really sweet yeah but it just seems like the decks that he would be good against just the fact that you're casting him means that you should already be good against like you know it's the just being a five five is all he really needs to be sure yeah no i'm right there with you i think the monstrosity is a bonus yeah and uh, it doesn't really need to be any more than that. Like he can, but the fact that it's instant speed. Also, I, I imagine he probably yeah. makes combat messy. Like when you're attacking, like if he's if, so, for example, like I'm looking at the Naya mid range deck right now, right? But like you swing in with like him and an ooze and a smiter or whatever, and all of a sudden your opponent has some really fucking bad blocks if they're in any sort of Slesnia deck because you know their ooze is going to trade up with something bigger and you know or you know whatever. And I think that that's probably a fairly important piece to think of, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, he seems good. Uh, Flames of the Firebrand seem to be a really good card for some of these red decks against Mono Red. A lot of their guys, like, it's almost always going to be a two-for-one. Sometimes it'll be a three-for-one. So, seems like it could be a pretty good card. But yeah, overall, I was uh, I was pretty stoked. The coverage is good. The Theros standard feels good. I didn't miss Thrag Tusk one beat. I uh, I missed Thunder Daddy, but I don't miss Thrag Tusk. You know, the coverage, I think that they kind of messed up by not starting till halfway through the tournament. Oh, sure. Yeah, like, it's kind of awkward that it's like, after game one of round five that, you know, we finally get to see some standard. Is that what happened? What the fuck is that all about? Well, they did uh they did uh team sealed for the day one for the Saturday. Uh-huh. So they had team sealed all of that and then in the morning they did the finals, so they had to do the draft, the deck build, the best uh, you know, the nine nine game team uh matchup type thing like that. And then when that was done, normally they would have started like an hour later is when they would start the legacy coverage, but they just since it took up so much time, they decided to postpone it like another three hours before they actually started coverage. So it was like kind of really late into the tournament before you really saw anything so yeah it's kind of awkward because a lot of people are like what's going on uh yeah i was really interested like because that's the thing is that you see them they're 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 talking about it and they're like oh yeah a bunch of heroic decks out there and it's like oh well that's interesting like you know i i'd like to see what you know someone's level zero stab at making a heroic deck would be but like you know seeing as many control decks Control decks are really cool in the sense that you don't usually get a lot of like the level zero control decks. Like a lot of people don't want to play control in What's kind level of level zero. Uh, it's the concept that like when a set first comes out and nobody has put any decks online, you kind of call that level zero. So that's like the base oh. ideas that are out there. So it was like when Return to Ravnica came out, everyone was playing zombie lists. They were playing black green with lot troll and stuff like that. And yeah, I thought that was cool and like that lasted like two weeks. Yeah, I remember when that card was $12, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like kind of like this case where it's like, 
you've got all these decks that nobody really knows what to do with the cards yet, so they go out and they play them and they establish a metagame. And then the level one is like everybody beating that metagame, and then, you know, it's kind of like as it develops up there. So you don't oh, usually okay. see a lot of control decks because the control decks don't know I've what to do. I've never heard that before. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's. I, I think it's a great concept because it just kind of like really shows that how quickly the metagame shifts just in like the first like month of a set being out or a major block change. Yeah. So it's like when the Pro Tour hits, I don't think we're going to see a lot of these lists. I think we're going to see refined versions of these lists or we're going to see some list that just wipes the floors with these lists. So it's it's really kind of cool in that sense. And once the Pro Tour is done, you know, I think we're going to have a bit more of a stable metagame. So if like you're out there rushing to buy, you know, some random fringe card in here, it's like if you don't have any big tournaments coming up, you might want to just like hold on to your cash until you kind of figure out what, you know, it settles into. Yeah, it's going to be uh it's going to be pretty soon, I think that uh our prices start to settle. States is all happening, states and provincials and all that sort of crap is happening over the next couple of weeks too. Like ours is uh is Sunday, I think, and I don't think anybody's actually going, but uh that's fine. Good on you, Sky Fox. Um <laughs> But, you know, uh, well, I, I actually hear the rumor is this, that they're giving prize packs out as uh, homelands, but I don't actually know. I'm not going. I'm not, you know, accusing anybody. But, uh, you know, that's just the rumors that I'm hearing. Likely Corset, though. Probably not Theros packs. Um, you know what? There's, like, a big problem with that in Canada. Like, you know, I was kind of trashing the store a little bit on the last episode, saying that he wasn't giving out very many, like, Theros packs for his pre-release. But, like, he's actually out of packs. Like, he pre-sold all of yeah, his like, products. Uh, the Sentry Box here, like, they, they have, like, 200-person pre-releases because a bunch of stores, or maybe just one other store, I'm not really sure, but at least one other store anyway, um, just doesn't want to do pre-releases anymore because Wizards fucked everyone by, um, you know, making them store instead of regional. And so, um, you know, now you have 60 people showing up to your your place where you can comfortably see 25 fat fucks and it's sweaty <laughs> and nobody wants to be in those conditions. So then, and they're turning people away, which is always super fun, right? Like, Hey, new guys come and play fucking magic except for Nope, because ha, <laughs> you know, cause you got to fucking touch this hip fucking haunches all day cool. and lose also. And then have this big fat sweaty fuck in your face all day. Um, so <clears throat> some of our stores gave them their pre-release, right? Like they just, I don't know how it works, and it's all legal. It's already been checked, so if somebody wants to talk to me about that, fuck yourself. Um, and then, uh, and then, like, they still had, like, a 125-person waiting list, which is, like, in itself, that's fucking retarded. Like, uh, hey, can I sign up for your pre-release? Like, yeah, there's 120 people ahead of you. Like, oh, okay, still sign me up. Still put me on the waiting list in case those 120 people don't show up, in case there's, like, a flood or something. Well... Um, but then anyway, then he still doesn't give his packs out on the day of the pre-release because he doesn't have enough. How fucking stupid is that? Like, and that's not a criticism to him, obviously. Like, I'm just, I just mean, like, how fucking stupid is it that there uh, isn't enough product? That there's not enough product for a for a 200 person pre-release that you got people to sign up for. Like, isn't that what Wizards is for? Aren't they supposed to fucking provide the product? I was glad that we had Kelly on, like, the last episode because my buddy, he actually sent me a message saying, like, hey, man, you kind of, like, spoke, you know, ill about the store, what's going on? And then we were ended up, like, talking about all the pack stuff, and he's hosting the PTQ, and he doesn't have product for the PTQ. So I'm like, well, Kelly on the show said he just called Wizards, so call Wizards. 
yeah. tell them that their PTQ is going to be a disaster unless they help out because, I'm sorry, you keep making good cards and good sets and fun times. People are buying it and you don't send us enough. So it sounds like Wizards is actually coming through for them and they're going to take care of them, make sure that we have a good uh, PTQ here in Edmonton and that we're actually going to have, you know, Theros cards at, you know, the Theros PTQ. So. Cool. Yeah. So that was sweet. You know what's but, sweet is that you have to babysit wizards for that. That's the yeah. Part. <laughs> you know what's really, really awesome sweet. about this billion dollar industry they have? Yeah, fucking making them give you packs for a tournament that they claim they want to make people a part of. That's really awesome. No, Jay, you're just being cynical and negative. Yeah, because when I go to a PTQ, I want to fucking when I go to a pre-release, I want to get my packs a week later. Do you know what it's going to be though? You're going to get here from folks in the states who. Don't seem to have supply yeah. issues. Yeah, they're the ones that are going to like the eight-person pre-release and getting two boxes for winning. Yeah, like you know, just FYI, everybody in America, including businesses, Canada isn't just the Mexico of the North. You fucking twats. Yeah, <laughs> that's it's just annoying. That shit's annoying to me. <laughs> wow. I wasn't really going there, but you know what? I had I had I had your back. I have your back, bud. What's annoying? It's like it is. It is. It it's is. Like, oh, Canada, Canada PTQ. We don't give a fuck. Oh, you, you we're gonna take away your fucking your fucking Alberta PTQ because nobody goes. Maybe it's because you're giving out Homelands packs for prizes. You fucking twat. Like, yeah. If if you're not going to these PTQs and attendance is low, then you should just tell Wizards why you're not no, going. No, we do. We do. And then what do they say? They say we're not gonna give you a PTQ unless you guys can prove that people will go. Yeah, that's actually the yeah that, that's, that's the verbatim. That's verbatim what they told us. Yeah. So and I don't give a fuck. Like I don't go to PTQs, and there's there's a million reasons why I don't go to them. Yeah. Right. So I it doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when they're just like, yeah, well, we took away your PTQ because no one goes. Yeah, well, no one goes because you're giving out fucking Kamigawa packs or no packs. Oh no, that's if you have a problem with that, you should file a uh, ticket with a. You know what? I've had a ticket to change my fucking email on my Moto account for three years that they still haven't fixed, and that is still they're still emailing that old email. Blameworth. Yeah, you know what I should do is I should probably send another ten emails, right? Because that's what I should do. I should babysit a billion dollar company, right? Like I should phone them and say, "Hey, for this PTQ, we don't have product." Oh, really? Oh, well, we thought we sent you some. Ooh, thanks for calling. <laughs> Yeah, that's bullshit. That's fucking bullshit. Next topic. Picture Next. Me just picture me throwing the cue card. Nice. So, uh, <laughs> so I I don't know what I'm gonna play in standard. Oh man, me neither. I just want to play. I want to play mono red for the first time in a long time. Just yep. like last season, where it was like I wanted to play the red green deck. Sure. But I want to like kill me with that that mogus. Yeah. Super mogi. I don't know. I don't know whether I'm gonna play Esper or whether I'm gonna play Junk. Or whether I should just, like, stick with what I've been doing fine with and play some more Naya? Like, I don't even know. I've got, like, everything except for... I don't know. I have to get dragons if I want to play Naya. Polychronosis. But aside from that, I've got everything. Polychronosis should be cheap, right? He is. He's, like, six bucks. Yeah, at most, yeah. Yeah. But the dragons are like a million dollars. Fucking Chandra Pyromaster is $45 and sold out at Star City Games. Yep. Wow. What is happening here? What is even happening? 
Yep, all prices go up all the time, and nothing ever comes down. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, Elspeth, with her championship fucking run this weekend, also $35 and sold out on Star City. $40 on uh, face-to-face games. One in stock. Just one. Like, there's foreign ones also that are available. Like, 40, like, 50 bucks. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, the pricing on that card is so high. Korean Ashoks are like 70 bucks. Yeah. That's stupid. Why? Why'd they be more? They shouldn't actually be more. They're not even special. They're misprint. Yeah, but it, all of them are misprinted. That's not unique and rare. Yeah. That's it's fucking. That's Do you know how hard it is to buy Korean singles? No. And when you put Korean singles into Googles, do you know what you get? You don't get magic cards. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Ashiok is actually like, there's like an Ashlock or something in Korea. So it's like when you put it into Google, Google's like, oh, you don't mean Ashiok. You mean singles from this region. And it's like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, man. I just want to buy overpriced cardboard. Just let me. <laughs> yeah, because I got to remember not to do that. Thank yeah, you. seriously. It's, it's, it's a. Woo, good time. So anyway, so if you guys are are enjoying some decks and standard, hit us up in the comments. Yeah, man. Because I wanna I wanna play a bunch of stuff. I'm looking at junk because like uh, those color combinations seem very very good uh, with you know some obsidat whip action plus like the premium premium removal and all of the mana fixing I could ever want. So you know that seems pretty good, but. Esper seems like it could be a lot of fun, and I just, I think the mirror is miserable. I don't know. You guys tell me. Well, what should I play in standard? Shoot me your list. I, I kind of feel good about Boros, but I can't imagine taking it to a GP. No. No. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Like, there was there was a list, like, it seems fine, but I just don't think I'd ever do it. Um, there was the ninth place list okay. from the Star City event that was, hold on, I'm just trying to pull it up here. Internet, work harder. Yeah, I'm trying to, but I could not connect to the database. Oh, that's what I had happen. Oh, well, it looks like Star City Games is down. Anyways. um, Yeah, they are. Hold on, hold on. I the got it. lists are gone. It's okay, because if you go to Jacob Van Luden's article on the Mothership, he went over a bunch of them, up to and including the deck we're talking about. Ross Merriam came in like ninth, and he was like four Banisher Priest, four Daring Skyjack, four Dryad Militant, three yeah, Imposing like Sovereign, four Judges Familiar, three Precinct Captain, four Soldier of the Pantheon, and he was splashing red, forget this, Boros Charm. Four Boros Charm main deck, four Brave the Elements main deck, three Sp- uh, Spear of Heliod main deck. Sideboard, you've got like Electricery in the board, four Boros Reckoners, and then more white cards. Did any of the two ones from 1C play? The uh, like the uh, champion guy or whatever the soldier Dr- of the pantheon the white one and the and the black one and the red one uh, the white one the red one yeah the white one and red one have both seen play dryad militant even was seen play yeah really yeah well dryad militant's like a good white one you know like the two one yeah it's like, a lot I, I was playing it in GP so yeah so it's interesting um fleece main lion oh yeah that card's a beast. I think it was a card that is definitely something that needs to be considered, as it's a very good card. But I don't know whether people were playing with it properly. Huh. So I don't think it performed as well as it could. But I mean, like, Monstrous Fleece Main Lion with Unflinching Courage seems pretty good. Just Fleece Main Lion <laughs> seems fine. 
Yeah. It's like an inevitability, right? Like it's pressure. Yeah. It's mind games. Yeah. You know? So it's it's pretty sweet. Um there's some Selesnia lists that look pretty good. But uh they're just their removal's terrible and their small creatures are useless. Yeah. So that's why I'm kinda like green white X seems like it's probably fine. If that's the sort of style you want to go. I mean like the only punishment that you have is if is that you're gonna be in trouble to Burning Earth, but you just kinda like you have to counteract that plan in those decks with, you know, unflinching courage and or Tristani shenanigans, right? To just like gain a million life and offset it. But that's basically what we've got to do. But I, I seriously just, I don't think there's any point to just play green white. You just, your low ends is not good enough, and there's the removal's not good. And anyways, there's no rocks junk. to chain people to. And there's that too. There's that too. Uh, so you guys been playing a bunch of limited though, all of you, right? Yeah, did some drafts. Yep. Only limited all the time. So <laughs> I'm gonna do something here. I actually have a pack of Theros. And I'm going to open it. And we're going to do Crack Pack. Uh, and you guys can all chime in, and then you can have a big limited discussion while I listen. Don't don't, don't, don't crap on us, Marshall. We're not stealing it from you. We're just no, borrowing it. No, we're just lovingly borrowing it, because I yeah. happen to have this pack that I'm going to open. All right. So the first card is Leaf Crown Dryad. It is the 2-2 green common bestow. It's uh, for green and one. And it's a 2-2 reach. Mm-hmm. Okay. We have the uh, Chosen by Heliod, the White Aura Enchantment. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Enchanted creature gets plus O plus two. Mm-hmm. We have the Ferris Band Centaurs, the three sevens in green for green four. We have Nylia's Presence, which is the Enchant Land. When it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Every, enchanted Land is every basic land type for two. We have Boon of Erebos which is the black instant. Target creature gets plus two plus zero until end of turn. Regenerate it, you lose two. We have Vaporkin. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is also a very good card, uh, which is the 2-1 flying for blue one. Can only block creatures flying. We have Asphodel Wanderer, which is the 1-1 for black that has regenerate uh, for black two. We have Breaching Hippocamp, the 3-2 flash for blue three. <laughs> When Breaching Hippocamp enters the battlefield, <laughs> untap another target creature you control. That right. guy's good. He's pretty good. Uh, we have the Silent Artisan, which is the 3-5 for White White 3. Which of these do we like so far? Uh, what, which of these are in the lead for you? Vaporkin? Vaporkin, and it's not close. Yeah, I think I'm in that same boat. All right. Man, that's so crazy. I think that card's so good, and everybody thinks that card's so bad around me. I'm starting to think that the people that I thought were good are shitty at magic. Well, I th- I think in this format, like the two one flyer is a huge clock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't think that's such a big deal, and I'm like, uh, are you fucking high? Uh, like, that's- <laughs> are you fucking high? Just crush them, Simon Lee. They're all, they're all just like fucking. No, Simon actually thinks it's good, but nobody else does, and it's like, uh, hello, hello. All right, so now we'll go to the uncommons. And we'll see if any of these can unseat the Vaporkin. So we have the Ordeal of Erebos. There we go. That's black. <laughs> That's the black one. I mean, I think all of them are probably good enough first picks, but I think that the black one's one of the worst ones. Uh, agree. Yeah. Uh, Witch's Eye. Equipped creature has... That card is the worst card on the set. Okay. Uh, Horizon... 
What do you mean, what? Do you want to discuss that card? How is that card playable, even? It's not the worst card in the set. I would be at 24th land. It's worse than a land. <laughs> Next. Um, Horizon Chimera. The 3-2 Flash Flying Trample. Whenever you draw a card, you gain a life for blue-green 2. How good I love that card. He's very good. It's just awkward colors, like, unless you get, like, the right stuff. That's what people say, but a lot of people have been saying that they think blue-green is the best color. Oh. It could be. It very well could be. I like blue-green. I also like blue-red. So I'm, yeah. I can agree with you. Uh, it's almost unfair to consider moving forward because we have a double mythic pile here. One of them wow. is foil. What? Um, there you go. Good but pack. It, it's a decent pack. Uh, so we have Underworld Cerberus. Okay. Guardian Beast. Which is the, yeah, can't be blocked except by three or more creatures. Cards and graveyards can't be targeted spells or abilities. When it dies, exile it. And each player returns all creature cards from the graveyard to their hand, but it's a 6-6 six, six for 5. Black, red, 3. Seems pretty good, right? Yeah. And then the foil mythic is Medomai the Ageless, which is the 4-4 four, four Sphinx for 6 mana that flies. Whenever it deals combat damage to a player, take an extra turn. Yeah, that card's obviously the first pick in a draft, right? I like that Medomai. Like, that card is just, like, it needs an answer immediately, or it's just unfair. It's like attacking with Aurelia. You know, you get, like, double attack phases essentially, and drawing extra cards. Like, a, it just does a, a lot flyer, of things. And it's like, a 4-4 four, four flyer. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it does a lot. Like, if that card is not answered immediately, like, it just takes over the game. Yeah. So, we were talking... So, in that case, then, we were at... Were Were we interested in the Underworld servers? What does that do? No, that card sucks so fucking bad. That card's a trap. <laughs> can't be blocked except by three creatures. Like, yeah, like, that's the thing. I, I would second pick that card, no problem. Yeah. Like, red, black, red, black, you can play a whole bunch of removal, and you can play this card that's just really awkward to stop. I guess you you could, potentially, but the thing with that, too, is, like, who's passing you lightning strikes? Like, I mean, in the last draft I did, I got past three lightning strikes and a magma jet, because everybody around me was... I don't know what <laughs> yeah, they were Yeah, absolutely. Drafting. Like, seriously, you're, you're but, always going to run into the guy who opens up the deck that just doesn't play lightning strike, which is, but I mean, like, are you going to be the only person? Like, I feel like red is the color that everyone's going to be fighting over because it has the best stuff like that. You know what? I, I, maybe you might, you might be one of the guys who's getting red, but there's not a lot of black drafters at the table and you're going to get a lot of good stuff there. Or at least that's what I've seen at my store. Like that's what I've seen in my group is that black is usually pretty wide open. Hmm. That's a, like, so people just aren't drafting black? Black's the I'm, open color? Like, I haven't drafted yet, so it's... I'm I'm really curious. That's what I've seen at my store. We've seen a lot of, like, open black. Like, the people who are playing black decks, like, are getting good black decks because it's just underdrafted. Now, again, we're, like, in, like, the first, like, couple weeks of drafting the set, so, you know, is that right? Is that wrong? But it seems like a red-black, like, just seems like a nice place to be because... Again, I'm seeing on my store that black is just underdrafted. So you get removal that comes around late. You get, you know, solid creatures that are in black. Like, nothing like the, the, the heroic decks. Like, everyone's trying to get heroic decks in my store. Uh, we got a lot of people who like to turn cards sideways. And, like, heroic just makes things so much more awkward because combat tricks have, like, a lasting impact. Oh, man. And, and every single every single instant is a combat trick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like. Looking through this list, like, I would draft that white enchantment, the plus O plus two. Yeah, like, people, I was at a point that where you draw a card. Yeah, like, I was, I think, like, 
fifth pick in my first pack, and I was sweating, like, going, like, do I take this or do I... I can't remember what I was going to take over it. But I was, like, sitting there, and it was, like, the hardest pick for me, and I, like, I sent it off, and it's like, yeah, you know, like, I, I just got it. I think I was, like, I'd take a creature or take it. And the creature was kind of, like, meh. But... <laughs> It came back to me, and I was like, yeah, you know, it's like I, I was excited to get this white enchantment to wheel. Mm. Now, the one thing that I did find interesting is there's actually not a single red card, with the exception of the Cerberus in this pack. Ah, yep, that's that weird. Happens. So you may want to, so I don't know, like, do you consider this as a signal when you pass it along, knowing that your opponent, or knowing that the person to your right, like, they're probably going to feed you a pile of red cards if you well, stick that way? It's kind of, like, odd, because you're going to take the foil mythic, you're going to pass the pack over there, and he's going to go, oh, you took a lightning strike, because a common is missing, a red common. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's kind of what they're going to see when they look at this. So that that's a signal I would kind of pick up, like, okay, he took some sort of red removal card, because I had to just anticipate that there would be a red card in there. Yeah. But, but like, know, what do you take over Underworld Cerberus? Yeah, I, I, that, that's I probably, true. Yeah. I guess I probably would take that guy. If, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, assume Metamai is not there, right? Because, like, he's a foil mythic, which yeah. n almost never happens. Like, we take the Cerberus, and then after that, it's what? Chimera, and then after that, Vaporkin? Or do we like the Black Ordeal? I like the Ordeals because they're just so unfair. Like, I actually ran into the guy who goes the one drop red uh, heroic guy that makes one ones with haste. <laughs> yeah. And then turn two, he puts the. He put the blue ordeal on it. Uh -huh. So it's like, okay, so he bashes me for three on turn two because he gets his 1-1 one, one with haste, and then he follows it up and follows it up, and it's just like, it's just unfair. Like, it is just unfair. Well, there you go. So that's cool. So you've, uh, so you guys have been drafting a lot then? My, my experience has been different, so I gotta try that black card more because I think, I, I don't think I take it over Vaporkin. I see, I wouldn't either. Uh, I would not take the ordeal over the Vaporkin, based on my experience. The Vaporkin is one of the like it's one of the hardest cards to stop in this format, and I've I've won too many games. Uh, turn one vapor like I had a deck which is like turn one Vaporkin, turn two another flyer, turn three I actually had the blue green guy that that is also in this pack, and the guy's just like um, there's just nothing I could do. Yeah. <laughs> So I like those two cards even more than the, the ordeal. That's been my experience. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Vaporkin. I've, I've, I've been beaten by enough Vaporkins in my time to respect the card a little bit more. So what else have you been finding? Like, what kind of decks have you been seeing that people are drafting or looking to draft? KYT, that was for you. So I, I played Sealed again. Uh, in the last Sealed uh, course set, I played with Peter and Justin Richardson. Uh, ended up winning it, but this time for Theros, uh, Peter just wanted to, to team up with, with a friend that I guess didn't have a team, so so I we went our separate ways. Did do the one draft, so it cut to top four, so I did draft once in the top four. We lost. Uh, I ended up with a black-white deck because I don't know what the person to my right could have taken, but he passed me uh, Agent of the Fates. Pick two, and that Wait, card is just bonkers. Is that the black-white one? No, it's just a black guy that has heroic and makes makes the person sack a creature. Oh, yeah, that guy's so good, but is there enough stuff in, the in like, black heroic? Like, I feel like he, on, in paper, is very good, 
but and he has death touch. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, okay, that's that's fair. I didn't even realize he has death touch. That's probably for like, three I mean, mana, right? For three, three mana, three two. I'm like, I'm like, he doesn't even need to have death touch. You could just, no, just give me the true. ability. Uh, but you might be right, right? Like, our, like in terms of archetype, maybe not. Maybe he's not as in, insane as I think he he, he is. Uh, but I, I was able to pair it with with one of the colors that has a lot of heroic stuff to trigger. So I ended up with black white. I ended up with a lot of um, I had like two or three Wingsteed riders. Um, I had the where, is that the one where the humans get. No, no, that's a flyer two two that has heroic gets a plus one plus one. Yeah, counter. those guys are good. I like those guys. And I had the white spell that gives like plus two plus two to, to two creatures. So yeah. yeah, lots of heroic things uh, going on, um, and it felt really good. Sadly, uh, my my two uh, teammates already lost before I could I could even finish playing my match against my opponent. Way to go, Jobins. <laughs> and, and Peter's team actually also made top four, and he also lost. Um, uh, but other than that, sealed. Uh, you guys mentioned blue green. I mean, I felt like it's it's really good. Just uh, the vaporkin and uh, the fact that it can pressure you. Like the three three for three matches up insanely well against the rest of the format. Like Scott went over Sam Black's article a few weeks earlier, and you know, there's one threes, two threes, and like the three three for three common vanilla is actually insane. So you're putting a lot of pressure. Then you have these bestow spells that even if they deal with, they have to like deal with the guy that's left over, and that's usually enough to finish them off. So I think I think blue green is is pretty sweet. I've yet to draft the set beyond the, the black white list, but that's that's definitely something I didn't know before that I'll keep an eye on. Yeah, the other card that I really really like is Nessian Asp. Okay. Oh. One of the best comments. Like, it's literally one of the best comments ever, right? Like, if it's one of the reasons to be in green. Um, the monstrosity is totally relevant. The fact that it's a 4-5 for with reach for 5, like, instantly yeah. shuts down all the rest of that shit. So, like, yeah. I've been really pleased with, like, blue-green. You can get, like, the Nimbus Nyads, which are really good. And, like, the Nessian Coursers, like AYT said. You get some Nessian Asps as well. And, you know, you get some blue tempo stuff, some... uh some of the vaporkins and you're fucking flying like that that deck's really tough yeah, to beat. and i've finished i finished people off easily with agent of horizons just giving that guy unblockable totally i mean blue green yeah you're right totally right it's it's a very sweet archetype yeah so one that i've had a lot of fun with um jay what about you uh how's how's your draft been um i've drafted i think a couple of times um, I've drafted mostly white, red, or white X, um, heroic. Okay. I'm just trying to think if I've drafted anything else because, oh, the last, oh, I also drafted, like, I I basically drafted, like, a mono black deck, but that also had just, like, five Vaporkins in it. So <laughs> then I just played blue, black, flying aggro guys with removal, and that was also very good. Um... Yeah, so I find, like, I drafted green-red, or sorry, green-white heroic, as well as, uh, green-red heroic, as well as, sorry, green-white, and what's the other heroic color? Blue? No. White-red? White-red heroic. Um, and both of yeah. those, I think, I think those are both just fucking super bonkers. Like, I've had, <laughs> I've had games where, like, I've just, like, the life total is 20, then 15, then zero. 
and my life total hasn't changed at all. Wow. Um, and like, it's just like you know, you play like I I like those um those one two hoplite guys. So you play that on turn one or a two one on turn one if you have like I've both the drafts I've had I've opened the two one on turn one. Or, I mean, um, sorry, I've opened the two one heroic guy that has protection from multicolor. He's not heroic, but he's a hero. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yes. And like that guy, I think the protection from multicolor is like kind of irrelevant. But, right. But like. Uh, but like at the same time, like he's still just very good to just play on turn one, whatever, right? And then, um, so you play one of those guys. You play one of those hoplites. Then you play on like turn two. You play like another hoplite, and then <laughs> you just kind of, I guess, go to town. And like turn three, you can you just attack with them, and you can either heroic them for eight damage, like to the guy's face, uh, or if he tries to block, you can easily kill a blocker. Uh, or you can just play like the I open the heroic guy that has double strike, um, or you can play the flying guy that has heroic, which just like clocks them so hard because now they probably only have like what one removal spell and they've got to choose between three heroic guys. Um, so there's that. I like the green guy for four that gets two counters when you heroic him. Um, he costs a little bit more, but he's like absolutely fucking bonkers for. Green guy for five? You mean that gets with double strike? That gets three? Like he's uncommon. That guy's ridiculous. No, I'm not talking about that guy. Oh, okay, I'm talking about the guy that's a two-two, and then he gets two. Um, he gets two counters when you heroic him. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So like, I, I really like that guy. Um. Like he's like I said, he's a little expensive. Like he costs a little much for me. Um. But. Uh, I think he's absolutely worth it because there's so many times when you're just like you just give him any any pump and he just becomes enormous. And like that's just that's stuff that's like really relevant. Uh because now they've blown something on him or they blew a pump on their own guy that didn't work or you know, any of that kind of stuff. Um so I like that deck. I think it's really fast. I really like that stuff. Everyone's saying that the format's slow, but I don't know what they're talking about. Really? because all of the times that I've drafted, it's been super fast. But I find, like, I find that what we talked about where, like, green is just big, fat um, beef in the middle is, like, really true. Like, there's times where you let the mid-deck, or the, you don't kill the green deck fast enough, and they just go, like, 3, 3, 4, 4, 5, 5, 6, 6, 7, 7, 8, 8, 10, 10, and you're dead. Like, it's just, like, and, like, the heroic decks, the smaller decks, even the the flyer deck, like, the blue-black flyer deck and stuff like that, like, what do they do? They just yeah. watch you play a 3-3 three, three with reach, and they're like, oh, sweet, all my 2-2s two are just blank. Yeah, because that snake has reach, it's absurd. Like, you have to kill the green deck before they hit a 5 mana. Yeah. Yeah, you know you, you were saying there that you're hearing a lot of people who were saying it was slow, but you were seeing that it was all fast. Uh, a lot of the guys at the table talking uh, at the store, we kind of like made this whole thing that like if you if the game isn't over in six minutes, it's going to take thirty minutes. Like that's what we've seen is uh, that like it's either like really aggressive decks, uh, or it's like these just turtle matches, and there's like no in between. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I and I, I've seen a lot of the same. Like, I mean, that's what how it wasn't sealed anyway. I mean, let alone how it is in draft. I can only imagine that that's even more exacerbated. Yeah. So, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, Jay, I wanted to ask for for white red. Um, one of my partners uh, for the team sealed played. We didn't know how good this card was when we built his deck, but after that, he thought it was completely insane. It's it's jumped way up in, in his evaluation of cards is, is Cavalry Pegasus was absolutely unreal for him because he had seven humans in the deck. Well, 
Yeah, like oh, yeah. I think I think when we first evaluated that card, like it um it doesn't seem as good as as like at first glance because it's just a one one flyer for two, but it you know gives one of your guys flying. Who cares? But it doesn't. It gives all of your guys flying. <laughs> yeah. Which is like yeah. stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. It's like and it's like it's very similar to the guy that gives haste and intimidate in black. Yeah. Where he's yep. like, it's like, like there's times where I've played him and I'm like, I have him in my hand and I'm thinking like, oh man, I should probably save this guy and like wait till I can blow them out like it's an like it's a fucking like it's an overrun and all this shit. But no, you just you can play him with one other guy on the field and just be like, yep, yeah, he has haste and intimidate, crack you for fucking eight, you're dead, like go. And all of a sudden they're like, holy shit, I can't attack now. And then you're like, I don't even give a fuck, gray merchant, fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> And then they're like, what the fuck is this? I imagine that it dra- in draft, like, if you can actually be that guy that drafts the mono black deck with triple Theros, like, that's got to be sick, right? Yeah, it's insane. Like, oh, yeah. I had three gray merchants. Like, how I do you had, lose? I had three gray merchants and two Mogus Mo- Mogadishi guys. The guy that looks like a minotaur and everybody thinks is a minotaur, but is actually a human. What? Wearing, wearing a minotaur's head. He gives, oh. uh, he gives haste and... and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he looks like a minotaur. He's just a minotaur, but it's actually just a person, I guess, wearing a dead minotaur on them. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. So yeah, that guy also gets flying with cavalry Pegasus. Ba-ba! Nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, the thing with the mono black deck is you have to get the removal because the removal is very worse than other removal, and you also don't get a lot of tricks that pump the back end, right? Yeah. Like you regenerate your guy with plus two plus zero, but you also lose two life. So then it's like, and then you 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 know, and then you <laughs> use like read the bones. You lose two life, and then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, holy shit! They play an X three, and your fucking freakus curse or whatever it's called is a dead card, yeah. and you're like fucking dicks and balls. Holy well, I I find that those those death touch one ones though with bestow are like insane. Well, I mean, they cost four or something, don't they? No, they cost like two to throw down. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, those yeah, are okay, yeah. Because, like, I find that, like, uh, against the, the the quicker decks, they are just a godsend. Because they trade up with, like, a fucking, you know, 3x or whatever and just kill it. It's awesome. By the time you need yeah. to. I really like the black defender guy, the 3-3, three, three, that, um... Oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> baby. That, that, can, that can attack the wall or whatever. Yeah, he's, the defender phalanx. Yeah, he's very good. Like, I didn't think he was that good. He's fucking good. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Like you just play them on if you're on the if you're on the draw you play them on turn two and they can't attack with the guy they played on turn two and if you're on the play you play it on turn two and then they're just like fuck on yeah. their turn two and then they don't attack because you just kill their thing and then you make it so that he can attack after playing Mogadishi and then he just he just fucking they're like oh my god oh my god Mogadishi that's what that that's what that centaur shaman now now called the guy that gets haste and haste and fucking intimidate that's Mogadishi. <laughs> Mogadish. Yeah, is that like uh, Anal Chlamydia? Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is very similar. It's a it's a Diablo two throwback. Is it? Well, yeah. Mogadishi. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do have a question about one black card um, that I've tried to make work, but uh, haven't had success. In my last seal pool, I had three great. Great merchants, and it was sweet. Uh, the one, but I had two copies of Return from the Underworld. No, in my pool, try to find. It's a flavorful card, but it's such a trap. Which yeah. one is it? Is it the one that's where, like sack a guy, get two guys? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Bonkers. If you're if you're not playing, <laughs> if you don't think it's good, you're playing it wrong. 
Yeah. Absolutely bonkers. That card is absolutely what? fucking crazy. But it requires a type of deck, so what, what type of deck? No, it doesn't. Do you remember playing Corset with fucking Rise from the Grave? And how you just picked that and won? It's an instant. We're all aware it's, it's an instant. It's a fucking instant. It's an instant. It's not a sorcery or an enchantment. And on top of that, uh, it brings back two fucking guys. No, it brings back the guy you sacrificed and then... Yeah. Yeah, that's two people. Yeah. That's the guy you, that your guys. opponent just tried to kill with some sort of removal or combat trick comes right back. Sure. Yeah. I can see. And then you thing. and you get a guy back. Like, Bunkers. like you don't have to. You don't have to use it like you're playing cube and you're only getting back value, guys. Just get back two fucking guys at the end of their turn, and they're like, "Oh man, so now you have two two twos that have haste." Fucking sweet. I'm dead. So what we're suggesting then is that you know you should play your gray merchant, untap, block with your gray merchant, and then cast Return of the Underworld on it and bring back it and another gray merchant. Oh, I mean, like that's living in Christmas land, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah yes. but, so if you can do that, yes, you should do that. <laughs> okay. If you need us to tell that. But what I just said <sighs> verbatim was you don't need to play like you're playing cube and only get back bonkers, guys. You can do it just to get back literally anything, and um, it's still two rise from the graves for one. Yeah. What? How do we feel about the flesh mad steed? What do you mean, what, KYD? I, okay, I can under. I don't. I okay, can understand do you remember this the good? card? Do you remember the card, Rise from the Grave? I didn't think it was a bomb. You didn't think it was a bomb? Oh. Well, in our neck of the woods, it was. It's like... You drafted it. Then they killed your bomb. Then you reanimated your bomb. And then they were like, oh, I mean, fuck, I'm playing draft, so I don't have ten bomb removal cards. I mean, Gravedigger was a solid... It was a very good card, but it wasn't, like, bomby. I, I don't think... Yeah, but it, it also didn't put it into play. That's fair. This puts two guys into play at instant speed. I already have that other guy in play. <laughs> yeah, but now you get another guy then. So then it's still... It's just a still straight upgrade. It is a straight right, upgrade right. from Rise to the Grave, then. Instant speed. <laughs> How is that bad? Like, if oh, you man, don't have a guy have, on the table, you can't use this. Oh, my God. So Doomblade's bad if they don't have guys in place. I don't, I don't, I don't think... Jeremy, you think this is bonkers? I think the card is very good. Just because, like, the black cards, there, there's so many good value cards in there, like, be it the Grey Merchant, be it the Disciple of Fenax or whatever, like, there's just, like, so many good cards that you can use with this thing. And it's like, this isn't, like, okay, yes, there's a lot of, like, red, like, shock and stuff like that, but I feel like this is a very removal light set. Like, it plays like a very removal light set. Like, that's why Heroic is just as bonkers as it is. Yeah. But, that's like, like so you have creatures on the board. You will have, I, you know, I something. I feel like there's there. more tricks than there is removal. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah, it's very trick-heavy. It's very combat-oriented. So you're going to have creatures on the play, like on on the battlefield. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yeah, okay, if you don't have any creatures on the battlefield, this card's bad. But I just don't think that that's really going to be, you know, a situation that's going to come up. And if you do get a creature, you're going to be, like, doing a snap trick right away. And if your opponent's been sitting there, you know, on some piece of removal type thing like that, I, I feel like you're probably going to get them with this. Like, you're going to see a lot of people who are going to be main phasing, you know, instant speed removal or whatever they need to do to play around cards like this because it's just like really really good but if you're just getting back like the 2-2 flyer with lifelink if you're you know getting back your bomb like hey that's awesome but like yeah. there's a lot think of things about, that you can do with they... this and it's a trick 
Like, yeah, that's, that's like, a nice thing. If they're going to kill your guy anyway, you just say, like, instead, instead you don't kill my guy, and I got a Vaporkin back. Oh, yeah. fuck, that's terrible. But there's, like, black is, like, interesting because it just has, like, some really neat things. Like, even, like, that, that keepsake Gorgon, like, you know, just kind of getting away from the, the, the Return to the Underworld thing. But even, like, that's, like, you know, a not-so-card to use with that, with that. Like, the 2-5 Death Touch guy that you can pay 7 to, like, blow a creature to pieces. It's like, you blow the creature to pieces. Oh, yeah, he's a great creature. And it's, like, you blow something up, you block with it, it dies, then you bring it back. Yeah. You know? Or you blow something up and then you kill it and bring it back and then you can monstrous again you know like it just resets your monstrous guy yeah like i think i think this set to me anyway feels a lot like cube light um personally like i find like uh every card has a hundred abilities every card seems very good um so it's like for me it's like it's fun and it's not fun because i don't find that it's very skill intensive i find that it's like just like whoever opens the best bombs wins because you know like or or like I said heroic can can change that because it's so fast but like it just kind of comes off that way because every card has ten lines of text every card has an ability every card's good like the worst card in the set is something that scries infinitely like you know the bad creature in white and black are the two twos for two like which are fine those are fine cards right like so yeah. it's very good like even like I said even the common like that. That snake is an that's an insane card. Yeah, you know that's an insane card to have it common for someone. Um, you know to be able to just use whenever. And then, like we said, like if you don't kill them before they get that card out on the table, then you you have a very hard chance of winning. Yeah, that card is like really gross. Yeah, and then like you know they get the that stupid fox out that's enormous, or they get that monstrous guy that costs less for each creature in your graveyard. Well, I was even seeing a lot oh, of yeah. red green where they're just like doing the Cyclops, like yeah. the red Cyclops, a four drop that turns into a six six. Like he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I don't know. You got like that end of it, and then you got the one drop with an ordeal on it that just like goes to pound yeah, town. And that's like, also just insane. And like the like the red one just basically being like two lightning bolts to the face. Yeah. Like nice fucking life you have. But yeah, all in all, I've been uh, I've been actually surprised at how much I do enjoy the format. Oh, it's fantastic! It is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> When's the last time you hated a set? The last time I hated a set? Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, you know what? I it's didn't impressive. care for Dark Ascension Limited. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. I liked I liked Innistrad Limited, but I didn't like Dark Ascension Limited. So yeah, but yeah, it's been a while for me too. Like I've just played. I play every. I try to play every freaking set. You know what? I don't know how much I liked RTR just by itself. I didn't mind RTR by itself. I didn't mind Gatecrash either. I liked Gatecrash better because I could Voltron. I enjoy Voltroning. Oh, I'm one of those guys that it's like, does he have it? Does he not have it? Can I overextend? And then. I'm just like, he never has it, you know, like, just like, bold move, Cotton, you know, like. <laughs> oh. I, I, I liked RTR, could go crazy with, uh, make like crazy five-color decks with like Axe being oh, Guardians. Yeah. yeah. That was so sweet. Yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff there, but I'm I'm actually really excited for Sealed on this set. 
draft I, I'll probably have to play some more of, but I, I'm really excited to play a lot of sealed. I don't think I'm very good at it and I want to get good at it. And I'm excited <laughs> to get good at it, so <laughs> sweet. Yeah, I gotta do well for GP Toronto because I'm I plan for well, I think it's a good thing for me to take take uh what I what I said uh roughly a few months ago, taking a break from magic. So I'm basically leaving when there's a local PDQ this weekend, and I'm coming back before GP Hong Kong, so I'm, like, definitely missing up some uh, MTG action. But I'll be excited to play uh, the ones later in the month and, and in November. See, I just love the fact that you guys are like, oh, I'm going to miss a PTQ, so I'll just go to the next one. Oh, so, oh I'm sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. yeah, we've got both of our PTQs, like, back-to-back weekends. Wah, wah. Yeah. What? Montreal's in Toronto are the the two places to be in Canada at least to be a Magic player. Yeah, or, I think so. Too. Uh, somewhere somewhere in between where you can travel to both. You know, like, Vancouver's pretty good too. Oh yeah, because yeah. you know you get that whole Washington. We get infinite PTQs. Yeah, yeah. drag down. Yeah, yeah. There's also that PTQ that's going to be in Saskatoon, which is like not the worst if you're making the trip out to the. Face to face, mana deprived, open. <laughs> right, because everyone's going, right? That's true. Everyone's going there, man. Everyone. <laughs> so, um, Theros is out on Moto by the time this releases. Sweet. Yeah. Yep. Pre-releases happened this weekend. Um, pre-releases are always like a rip-off, right? Are oh, yeah. Any, are these any better? No. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. In fact, they've actually made it worse for the release events, too. Sweet. Yeah. I think the draft prizes are the same, but the seals are even less. Oh. So. Well, I have some, like, really super exciting news. Um, I have... And <gasps> you're gonna love this. Da-da-da-da-da! <gasps> so on my compulsive research stream on Monday... <gasps> We are going to be doing a Theros release event. Nice. <gasps> Ooh, that's sweet. That's and really of sweet. course, I would never pilot one of these things in public by myself. No, that's... that's so fighting. I have, like, newly minted full-time streamer, none other than Numat the Nummy, Kenji Igashira himself, will be on my stream with me, and we will be running a Theros event on Monday night at night. That's awesome. Isn't that Actually, fucking wild? Yeah. You have to play YMCA for him. I totally will. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I was I was very very excited, and I was so thankful that he totally agreed to do it. And I'm really really excited. So you guys should uh, should come out. It's gonna be a really good time. Absolutely. That's Monday night. Monday night. Yeah. Like At what time? Tonight. Uh, Nine p.m. Eastern. Yeah. So if you're listening to this on Monday, which you should be, <laughs> over, Tuesday morning for me, it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's gonna be pretty. It's gonna be pretty awesome. I'm very excited. Kenji's a really good guy, and uh, he's got a really good head for the game, and always an entertaining streamer. So it's going to be amazing. Yes. Yeah. So I'll get some more experience with this uh, amazing set. So the uh, sealed deck builder now is up for Theros on the mothership too. So you can like build a deck out of the sealed pool. Mm, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. So that's pretty sweet. Use Firefox or Chrome for best performance. <laughs> <laughs> Anything happen in the community this week? I feel like I've just been like so away from Twitter lately. 
I think I mean Jay obviously has been away from Twitter lately, but I think I need to fix that. I, I didn't internet much today. Um as you guys some of you know, it's my four year anniversary, so with you know, your so, wife? Yeah. Shit. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> well some some people are like, it's it's the two thousand thirteens now. Everybody's just like they just say dumb shit all the time. Like, it's my four year anniversary. Oh yeah, from what? Oh, from never eating beef. Yeah. Oh, Oh, oh. Habitual that's, meth use. That's fucking great, man. That's fucking great. Yeah, see, nobody's talking about magic. Everyone's talking about Breaking Bad right now, so nothing's happening in the community. That was really? a really good show. I didn't watch it because I'm not caught up on Netflix. Yeah, I'm, I watched the first episode, so I might watch it. Sounds like it was good. Um... So Nina seems to think she just posted a... She's playing Magic again. She just posted a Theros draft update on Twitter, speaking of Twitter. Still feel confident you want to be in white, red, green, but having more luck forcing other color combinations, in particular green, black. The major issue remains that you just keep pulling playables out of white, red, late into packs, but if you're aggressive about it, green, black has legs. Key to the green, black deck is sniping the Gravedigger Gorgon ASAP and combining it with a bomb. You can't let it sit, though, or train jumping. Presumably you didn't need me to tell you a 4-3 Gravedigger for 5 is good, but unlike many of the other multis, it probably won't. Yeah. She's playing Magic again. Maybe I could start following her again. Yep. You should. When did that start? Uh, Two weeks ago. Huh. Nobody tells me this stuff. <laughs> I mean, like, she could start playing, but it didn't really matter, because we didn't really have a set to talk about. Ah. She's also absurdly good at Limited, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm not doubting that. I just yeah. don't want to hear about sports ball anymore. No, no, I understand. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, she's... I like sports ball. Yeah, it's if you like sports, sports are great. If you don't like sports, then it's, you know, it's probably like people think that what my stream's all about when I'm fucking reading magic shit. You know, like, the Giga Flubes are facing the Flim Flams on the 40-yard line with the tweets, and then, oh, man, then they fucking... How could they have traded that twaddle funk over to the Cardinals for the... Two RBs in the CP. Oh, man. Do you know if you tweet on the sidelines, that's a fine. Holy shit, I didn't know that. <laughs> Two RBs in the CP. <laughs> no of you, no future. <laughs> you know, sometimes, like, I don't know any of these sports ball shit it's time, but I just couldn't, I couldn't handle it. I lasted a very long time. I was very quickly going to just not follow her just for no reason. Like, uh, not no reason, sorry. But just, like, I didn't have the patience for it. And then I was like, uh, I should give her the benefit of the doubt. And then I just couldn't do it. So, now that she's back, that's good. Yep. Because she's a good limited player. Very. So it's good. So you can pay attention to that. She's a cardboard witch on Twitter. Oh, yeah, cardboard witch. Cardboard witch. For those of you that are not following that person. Yep. So, yeah, so what else have we got on the table then, boys? You guys play any other magic this week? Not really. No. Work is work. That's actually... I, didn't, I like, didn't even cube. Scotty, how do you do it as a dad? What do you mean? Play magic. I stream. Yeah. I guess like at bazillion late o'clock compared to where you are and after the kids are in bed or something? So it's pretty sweet. Like I... Okay, so my wife is really amazing and understanding about, you know, the things that we do. Uh, she's extremely supportive of the show, uh, and tolerates the stream. <laughs> it's the second night, you know how it goes. Um, 
but like I also make sure that I try to schedule the time, right? So like I played a bunch at the pre-release and I got to go to the pre-release because I was gunslinging. And so it's like work. So yeah. it's how you get that to happen. Yeah. Um and now as it as it pertains to the rest of it, like I actually booked a commander day with all of my buddies and I booked it like a month out in advance and that was like last weekend. Yeah, you've so, got to be like like a like a sitcom family is what it's you're saying. Terrible. Jeremy. Yeah, you really have to just plan it out. Um I don't have a lot of time to play a lot of casual magic. I yeah, really like, don't. Like that's been the hardest part like of this whole ordeal, you know, having the little one and everything like that. Like when you had the baby or you have a baby in the house right now, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean a baby. I mean she's fucking two and a bit. Yeah, but it's not like she can really entertain herself at this point, or is she good? I, I don't know. My baby can't entertain itself, but it's a baby. Yeah, so. no, no, Lily's amazing. She, okay. she, yeah, no, no. She can run around and do whatever, and she can sit. She actually sat and played uh, Commander with me, um, like, on my lap, and I was playing Commander with the boys on the weekend. And she sat, and and she used to be really handsy about, you know, three, four months ago. Yeah, and now she'll sit and just enjoy it and snuggle and play some cards and draw cards and it's just pretty good. Yeah, like Petra's really good about sitting in my lap while I play like Soulforge on the iPad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as like sitting down at the computer to play like Magic Online, like it's just a struggle. And it's like I can't finish matches in time because I just have to be, you know, a dad. Oh sure, no, and in that case, like I don't, I don't play Moto when the kids are awake. Yeah, like, it's just, uh, and with my work, I have to be up, like, ridiculously early, and I need to get my sleep, so it's just, that's been the hardest part about, you know, like, being the whole dad thing, is, like, just finding the time to play Magic, and I'm sure, you know, we've got plenty of listeners out there in the same kind of boat, and Mm -hmm. just, like, they need to have some sort of, like, oh, so you're not, you know, the guy who has no commitments and can play Magic anymore support group. Well, like, so, like you really have to pick your battles, right, is ultimately yeah. what it comes down to. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I don't go to PTQs with aspirations to win. You know what I mean? Like, I go to PTQs to see everybody and hang out and play some good Magic. Like, that. that's why I go. And if I happen to do really well, then so be it. You know, the stream's been really good because it allows me to stay up to date on formats. Yeah. Which is, you know, half the battle. Uh, well, a third of the battle, right? And then the other one is picking the right deck, and then the last one is actually being good enough to pilot it. But, like, you kind of have to accept, take what you can get, I guess is what it comes down to. Um, book your stuff out in advance and have realistic expectations. Like, it's all about communication. Uh, the stream's amazing because I get to play all of these different decks and you get to see a bunch of different things from different perspectives. And, you know, like, I i can't even tell you the last time I went to an F&M. Like, yeah, and, like, that's the thing is I'll do, like, I'm doing, like, an F&M every second week and that's where I get my drafts in. Like, that's, Sure. Yeah. Sure. And, like, I just, like, I can't. Like, I'm here. Yeah. And, and I mean, that's fine. Like, thankfully, I have my son that I can play with also. Which is yeah. cool, and like my brother plays, and I got a bunch of buddies to play, and like it's it's totally not a problem. Um, you know, I can pick up a lot from streams and enjoy that too. And Commander's really good too. Like it keeps at least you know a lot of my mechanics fairly sharp. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just kind of have to understand what it is that you want out of Magic if you want to be that you know, pro tour player and a dad, 
then you need to make sure your family understands that that's a priority and they need to support you in that. Now, that's not to say that you need to ignore your family. That's to say that it needs to be a family focus. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Now, I mean, like I said, like, I go to these GPs and now, like, it's just, it's going to have fun. If I don't day two, that's fine. Like, if I put some work in and I make day two, then that's fucking awesome. And, you know, sometimes, like, the Calgary was really good. I wanted to make sure that we had a really good time and, and that I I was playing next to Jay and I didn't just want to, like, shit out because he's actually, you know, semi-capable at the game. Um, and uh and And, you know what? I had a really good deck for that tournament and it was great and I felt like I played fine. Like, I was, I was not unhappy for the most part with how I played on the Saturday. Um, and I played fairly well on the Sunday with the exception of Big Punt, so, like, it's good. Like, I know I'm capable of playing at that level when I'm prepared, but that's a lot of preparation. I put a lot into it, and it was a lot on the family, you know? And you kind of have to understand what's that actually worth to you. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, not a lot, you know? And that's how I manage it. Like, I'm up early, too. I, I mean, like, I'm up at the gym now, like, three days a week at fucking five o'clock in the morning to get out how there and haul my ass. How is that going? Uh, it's actually, oh my god, it's actually going really well. Um, so I should actually ship you guys my meal plan. Um, I'm eating five meals a day. And, like, when I say, like, a meal, like, it's like a full fucking plate of food. Five times a day. Uh, and I've lost, so I started this on Monday. Uh, it's now Thursday. Um, I've lost four pounds this week. And I'm eating more food than I've eaten since I was a fucking teenager. That's awesome. It's the most mental thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm like, I'm losing weight. Uh, the wife said to me just today, she's like, because I've lost, uh, since we started this thing, like 12 pounds, 12 or 14. I have to uh, weigh myself tomorrow. I'll figure it out. But like, and that's in what, like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And so for the first week, I basically had a weekend where I was, I like my trainer said, eat whatever you want. I want your blood sugar level. You basically have been starving yourself. Just eat whatever you want. And I fucking ate everything I want. Friday night, I went out. I had Taco Bell for dinner. Saturday afternoon, we went to a smoke truck where we had like pulled pork poutines and a pulled pork <laughs> grilled cheese with three levels and cheese. Like, oh my God. <laughs> and then dinner was like, like, three stack plate of pizza like it was absurd right fucking drinking wine and beers and like everything it was an insane weekend like we had a blast really really enjoyed ourselves like really enjoyed myself um and so i put up a little i put back on a little bit of the stuff that i'd lost right and so i guess if i had to like take a look at the week alone having started this diet on monday um i've lost four pounds this week off of this diet and it's not a diet because I'm walking around fucking stuffed and bloated. The wife looked at me and she says, I can see it already. Like, you're not jiggly. You're, start- <laughs> you're starting to, like, firm. Like, Jay, you can appreciate this, right? Like, you're not as jiggly as you normally are. Like, you're yeah. solid. Yeah. And, you know, I my energy is good. And my, you know, my, my uh, I'm I'm not hungry all the time. You know, like the biggest pain in my ass is like, fuck, I have to eat this now. Like, and I'm going to, I just ate two hours ago. Oh, I have to eat this entire chicken breast and this whole half plate of sweet potatoes for fuck's sakes. And an apple. What are you doing to me? Like, these are the biggest, the, the first world problems, right? Yeah. These, these are my first world problems. 
So it's pretty sweet. It's it's very very good. I have been in a lot of pain this week. I uh, did a lot of um, weightlifting and chest and all that stuff with my trainer on Monday, and I have not really recovered yet. I'm still semi-limited in my range of motion. It sounds like you're complaining. Chest is the most fun day. Well, it, it's because and it like it still hurts. The problem is it's the first time I've done it in like forever, right? Yeah. So I'm just like, so I just hurt. Like I just hurt. And and I'm actually really excited. Tomorrow I go back and I and I do more weights. I did a bunch of cardio throughout the middle of the week. And I go back to do weights tomorrow. And I'm actually really excited because I know that when I do it again, it's going to hurt, but it's not going to hurt as bad. And it's going to feel better because the muscles working are actually going to help work that lactic acid through. And it's going to make me really happy. So it's been going very well. I'm very, very excited. Yeah. Look Do you have it. any guys at work that are doing you the favor of poking you? Nope. They nope. know better. They know what? I can, I have golf clubs in my fucking trunk. You oh. cannot fucking poke me. Oh, man. You gotta get the poke. Uh-uh. No. Yeah. No, I do not fear... I do not fear physical abuse. I, I will... I, I, what I mean by that is I do not fear dishing out physical abuse. <laughs> so... Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing how these results go down. I should apparently hit, uh, according to the trainer, I'll hit 40 pounds by December. So Nice. We'll see what happens. A lot of weight. And that's why I didn't bet against you. <laughs> <laughs> Chicken shit. Yeah, I've got, uh, I, I have some things on the go at work, too. I'm going to make some cash here. It's going to be pretty sweet. There may even be a trip to Vegas for the electronic, uh, the consumer electronic show for me next year. That is an awesome show to go to. I did that a couple of years. Prepaid from work. Here's Vegas. Here's spending money. Go to the says. Seems pretty good, right? Nice vacation for the wife and I. See, that's the thing, though, is if you're expected to actually go through that whole show, like, that show takes multiple days to go through. It's ridiculous. Yeah, well, they'll they'll put me up for a week. Oh, yeah. You'll need it. Yeah, but it'll be good. So, like, new wardrobe, free trip. Like, these are all good things. Yeah. Good, Good things. You know what I find is like again another like of one of the worst uh, first world problems with losing weight is the mm. clothing. Yes, you're like, oh man, we should buy these pants. I'm like, well, if I'm losing weight, then like, I guess I won't buy these pants because uh, I guess I'll just you know fit them soon. So yeah, and then when you're fat, you're like, oh man, I would I should buy these these you know these pants or whatever because. Uh, I can lose weight and fit them, and that never works either. No, that never works. That never happens. I did that. So here's what's funny. I did that the first time I did this. I did the drop, right. and uh, and I ended up uh, buying these bait. These they were swim trunks that I loved, and I wanted yeah. to hang out with them in the beach. And they were like they're like this um, neoprene almost. So they're like instant dry, and they're sure. just like they're amazing, right? And instant dry swim trunks is an invention that needs to exist. They do. I have two pair. They're amazing. Um, but here's the problem. So I bought them, and I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'll wear these in my Mexico trip, and it'll be sweet. And uh, I lost too much weight, and they didn't fit properly. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was so mad. So, yeah, it's pretty insane. It's a very, very big problem, and you really need to, like, that's and it why it costs money. Like that's the big thing for me is it's like expensive. Like especially when you work in an office job. Yeah. It's like, oh man, should I buy this? fucking shirt that costs like 60 a hundred dollars or should i just be fat yeah and not buy that you know like yeah 
I um so I just dropped my uh I just dropped my meal plan into the 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 Skype chat there. So if you guys want to take a quick look at that, that's pretty hilarious. This Chicken is every, and yams. This is every day. This is every day for the next ten days, and then after that, it changes to something else. What is BCAA? Uh, branch chain amino acids. The product is actually called. Uh, uh, the one I'm using is called Extend. But yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I'm literally eating like fucking four dinners a day. It's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah. So it's pretty sweet. So look out, all y'all. I'm coming. So junk. Yeah, Phil Sam's just sent me his junk list. Phil's been doing playing a lot of green black uh, before the rotation. Yeah. And so he's basically taken that and gone, well, obviously that's insane. So why am I not playing it and the whip? So let's just splice it and make it happen. And uh, yeah seems pretty tight. So maybe you'll see that on my stream coming up pretty soon. Oh, exciting. Once all them new cards come out? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, we've got uh, we've got some some bones to read. We've got some uh some caryatids to block with. We have some uh we have some heroes downfalls. We've an Elspeth or two. Some whip action, even a primeval bounty shits and cakes. What is that? Like Love me some primeval bounty. And also, J- uh, Jeremy just said primeval brownie. So. Primeval brownie. <laughs> also, what does that card do? Primeval Prim- brownie. And what doesn't it do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the six casting cost mythic enchantment from M14 that oh, says like whenever you play a guy, you get uh, another beast. Whenever you play. A non-creature spell, you get to put a three-three, three-one encounters on a creature you control. Whenever you play a land, you gain three life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of that, they got the you make the card thing finished. Uh, one yeah. black and one colorless. Is that card almost playable? Like, I feel like with Raven's Crime and Modern, you might be able to do something useful with it. But yeah, we've never discussed this card on the show. I don't know. Like, <laughs> didn't Megram only cost two? Three. All right. But, like, uh, yeah, two, like, it, it almost feels like it's good enough. Jeremy, read the whole card again. The whole, all oh, the... I have to find it. Give me a second here. Do, 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 do. It's, what's it called? Waste Knot. All right, it's a black enchantment. One black, one colorless. Is it actually called that? Waste Knot. Oh, my God. Uh, enchantment. Whenever an opponent discards a creature card, put a 2-2 black zombie creature token onto the battlefield. Whenever an opponent discards a land card, add 2 black to your mana pool. Whenever an opponent uh, discards a non-creature, non-land card, draw a card. I don't even know if that's playable in cube. I don't think it's playable in cube. But I think cube is a different thing. I think, like, in a Raven's Crime, like, if you're playing some sort of, like, black-green... Like, you know, like the smallpox type deck that runs like Raven Crimes and Life from the Loam and stuff like that. Like, it's kind of like a fringe modern deck, but, you know, it still sees every now and then play because it runs Lilianas and Tarmogoyfs. Um, I think this card could be, you know, some sort of weird playable thing in that because, well, Raven's Crime in a guy's 
hand of pieces is good on its own, but if you've got like this weird enchantment, then you're getting all kinds of crazy things too. Hmm. But like that's the thing, it's like I'm 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 happy that they made the mana cost. Like I was expecting this thing to call us double black and just be like terrible. But like black and colorless, it just it seems like you can play it in a two color deck. Huh. I don't know. I think I'll, I'll proxy some up and play them in modern and see if I like it. But you know, it's a card. We made it. I don't think anyone's proud, but yeah. Well, that was exciting. Yeah. Well, I mean, as that you just can goes... tell, we're all really careful. Yeah. This fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really impossible to get excited about this. Like, they've made these cards that are basically just just like. How much do you, the problem is in order for this to be good, it also has to make they have to make all these other cards which also have to be good. The thing too is that like I don't give a fuck about this garbage. And this is one of those stupid cards that's gonna bite me in the ass for the next like ten years. Because any time that I ask them why the fuck they're making this or doing this or making PTQs this way or doing XYZ or introducing a new color or anything they're going to say, well, we looked at the numbers and uh, overwhelmingly players like discard. So. <laughs> overwhelmingly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. What numbers were those? Oh, well, you know, a couple of years ago we made like a you make the card and overwhelmingly they chose a bad name and a bad effect and a bunch of discard and, you know, overwhelmingly. And it's just like, fuck. We got a 4chan one of these you make the cards. Like, we got to, like, make them make a land destruction spell. Yeah, for two, <laughs> like, for one mana, destroy target just, land. Just, yeah. like, just mess with and, them. And like, just, just call it, like, and, like, just call it, like, see you next Tuesday. <laughs> and just, for, like, anonymous 4chan the fuck out of them. And then when they're like, oh, look at the numbers, just dick them in the mouth. You know? dick, dick them in the mouth. That's yeah. Cool. That's how you tell someone you're serious. <laughs> <laughs> You can't get more serious than that, right? Uh, like, yeah. how do you know your wife really loves you? Like, she seriously, you know, that's that's a way. You know? Those are the whitest teeth I've come upon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, great. Yeah, so that's, this is, how, this is great. I love waste not. <laughs> You think they're gonna? Uh, you think they're gonna make a want not? <laughs> and it'll be like uh, uh, go play Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh or something. You know what? That'll be like a Christmas card, like three years from now. One of those store Christmas cards. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it'll be like the blue one, and it'll be like whenever you play a card, draw a card. It'll be whenever, a one blue enchantment. Yeah. Whenever somebody else draws a card, draw ten cards. Well. Are we are we through? I don't have anything else. Oh, I added a bunch of cards from Theros to the cube. And uh probably they're all bad, but uh I think that some of them will be good. Mono black is good in cube already, so adding a bunch of devotion stuff, I think that's the only place where it'll be good. Like the blue devotion's not very good. The red one obviously the Mogus is in, Mogadishi's in, uh Grey Merchant's in. Read the bones is in. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Other than that, no, nothing's new. Well, then I guess you guys... Oh, I have one more thing. Uh, 
I was on uh, the deck tees this week. Really? Yeah. Sick. Cool. Yeah. And uh, Aaron was extremely excited about the episode, apparently, and said she can't wait to post it. So look for that. That'll be up at the same time that you're listening to this. You should listen to that afterwards. She's really good, so. Yes, she is. So I had a lot of fun. It was sweet. We hung out before my stream on Monday. So it was good. So go and check that out. That's, of course, on iTunes and over at LegitMTG.com. Dat cam. Dat cam. Dat cam. All right, bitches. Yeah. Peace out. Check y'all next week. Hopefully, you appreciated our uh, analyses of the standard and limited formats. And uh, hopefully, y'all are going to be tuning in to Theros this weekend because this will post on Monday, and the Pro Tour is the following weekend. So it starts on Friday, right? Friday, yep. It's a pretty big game. So hopefully you guys will tune into all that. Uh, we will be uh, recording, obviously, Thursday night, so you won't hear from us until after the Pro Tour. I'll be gone for two weeks, so uh, someone make some sound... <laughs> some, someone <get> a soundboard. <laughs> we'll, need a, we'll need a soundboard, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Need I still like sample. the idea of just having Kyle like just arbitrarily post random KYT like speech pieces like just yeah quotes and they'll never know they'll never know no one would have any idea completely <laughs> out of context no just make it completely out of context stuff they still would have no idea <laughs> look we just got like ten minutes of footage right there. <laughs> Okay, Make it rain, bitch! Make it rain, bitch! I'm making it rain. <laughs> That's so awesome. I'm oh, so man. jealous of you right now. <laughs> Just imagine you fucking sitting there, fucking making it rain, and then rolling all in your bed, all indecent proposal like, and you're like, oh, the monies! Yeah. I do want to let my fans know, uh, so, I'll, well, I'll end the show with this, I guess. Um, yeah, we might as well, because Jay hasn't heard this either. So, I mean, I, I mentioned how crazy my Asian family can be. Um, not too much on the show, but... Uh, you really need to follow KYT on G+, if you want to yeah. hear the, like, shit my granddad says. It's fucking awesome. Damn it. And, <laughs> damn it. So, um, so my grandfather loves to talk to me individually about very serious shit when no one else is, is around, so conveniently um, I couldn't... Do you know why? Because um, I think he he doesn't want my mom to hear the shit, or my dad. <laughs> what? But like, so, like what, how serious? Like, like what's he talking about? Like, okay, killing, so, like killing Americans in Vietnam? Like, what is no. he... No, conveniently um, my my... My mom, my dad, and my sister are, are in Hong Kong right now because they could afford to take three weeks off. I could only take two because of my many magic uh, trips and uh, other vacation days that I've already taken, so two weeks. So everyone else in my family already knew this was going to happen, that he was just going to randomly come in my room and talk to me. Like uh, a few months ago when I was alone at home, when everyone else was shopping, he would walk in, knock on my door, and you know, t- start talking to me, and, like, he would s- actually start crying. Um, he-, he wants me to get married 
before he dies. Because, well, that was my grandmother's wish as well. And, well, she passed away, sadly, uh, uh, roughly a year ago um, by now. And so... You're off the hook, then. <laughs> no. No, no. Well, he wants the same thing. Okay, so, I... yeah, yeah. So, anytime that, like, he gets some alone time with me, he just, like, really... Ha- it's, like, it's not even, like, jokingly, like, hey, why aren't you married? Like, what are you thinking? What's your long-term plan? It's, like, it's like bam, like, you better fucking do this for me. Right? Like, it's, it's pretty serious and heavy. And, you know, this week, you know, I'm just minding my own business, and, and I don't know where he brings up the topic that he wants to give me $2,000 uh, so I can bring it to Hong Kong and, and, and buy something. And, you know, one of the things that he drops was, like, a ring or something to help me buy a ring. And it's just like, you know, like, I'm... And you guys know me, so I'm too nice. I'm not going to say, like, because I know how much it would disappoint him if I'm just like, no, I don't, I don't want your money. It, like, it would just, like, totally crutch his heart. But, like, he wanted me to walk, because he doesn't speak English or French that well. He wanted me to, like, help him write a check or walk to the bank with him so that he could take 2K for, out for me. So it's, it's, it's been really weird. Um, and now, like, like he he said he was gonna give it to me tomorrow morning, right before the show. He just walks in and shoves it in my face and like, you better use this shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? So this sounds like a weird like a weird plot for like a Fast and the Furious movie. <laughs> like some yakuza shit. <laughs> and then like, oh, KYT goes to Hong Kong, and then fucking poor Catherine gets abducted and then he has to save her and so he takes the two thousand dollars from old papi and he buys like he rents a car from han and then he fucking has to like race so good and then he like he's like track drifting yeah he like races it's like it's like a race but also a drift race so it's like it's like crazy and then, and then he like, oh, it's pretty crazy. Then he loses the one race, and it's like, oh, it damages the car. And then he's like, thinks he's gonna get killed by Han and the Yakuza. But then he shows up at the Yakuza place, and then instead of Han, it's his fucking grandpa. And then it's like, it's like, oh. And then he gets a new car, right? And then, and then he goes and does the drip race again. But this time, he does it right and makes it. And then he saves Catherine. <laughs> And then him and Han are friends also, for some reason. That's that's what happened, guys. <laughs> that's that, what it sounds like. So it means that KYT is going to have to get really creative with how he, like, writes off his money or tucks it back into his account or just blows it on, you know, oh, I got robbed by hookers <laughs> in Hong Kong. Hong Kong. Kong. Yeah. I went to Hong Kong, and then all these girls... Uh, <laughs> Wanted to fuck me, but I said no. Uh, and then also they did. <laughs> and also they did, yeah, yeah. And I had to pay the two thousand. I had to pay half of it for them, and then the other half was to the doctor there, so that he'd give me the shot, so I could like yeah. lose the clap that I got. Anyways, but I didn't die, and you didn't die, and I didn't get married, and you're still alive. So it's it's oh, great, <laughs> super great. Let's. Hey, Han, hey, and that's a nice car you got. Fast the period 12. It's, it's funny, because, like, the Han character is, like, dead. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's why it's so yeah. Spoiler alert, you fucking no. I didn't know that. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> God damn it. Who knew Han was dead? <laughs> Does everybody know that? I don't. Yeah, fuck. God damn it. We don't, have that, 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 we don't have that in Alberta. Scumbag KYT. You are a dick. How long... Yeah, it's been, I saw this as a Facebook thread. How long does a movie have to be out before you can talk spoiler about Spoiler alert? It, I think yeah. it depends on the movie, right? Like, for, for Fast and the Furious 7, I don't think... I think... I think probably, like... Six minutes. Yeah. Yep. Like, probably, like, <laughs> it's a pre-screening that you went to on Tuesday, and the movie comes out on Friday, and you could probably figure out what it's about the day before on a weblog, and that would be okay. But for, like, the sixth sense, you still don't tell people what that's about if they haven't seen it, because it ruins the whole movie, and if you do, and then you say, like, oh, whatever, it's been out for 12 years, punch that motherfucker in the face. Or like what Star happens Wars, to Star Wars, Han, Star Wars, Star Wars has been out for like Star Wars has been out for like forty years. You still don't tell that part. I yeah, mean, yeah I agree with that. Yeah, it's pretty difficult for someone not to know about that, even if they don't know, because everybody's just a ruiner. But I mean, the the Sixth Sense one, yeah, you, know, you can't ruin that shit. You know, Star Wars, you should try not to be be good people out there. People. So, am I off the hook for Han or not? No, no. What? <laughs> Have you learned nothing? I've learned nothing. <laughs> it's because he's Asian. He's like an Asian yeah. character. You think about what you did. <laughs> you send me $2,000 and think about what you did. Maybe maybe I'll send it back. <laughs> it's, it's just funny because the rest of my family have not rushed me at all to get married. In fact, my mom, I think, wants me uh, to stay at home to, to be with her as, as long as I possibly can. So it's it's. it's it's funny. It's funny. And my sister doesn't even, like, have a boyfriend yet, and there hasn't been any pressure uh, on her. But, like, me, like, my grandparents just, like, really want me to get married as soon as possible. They need you to keep growing the YT. It's like, yeah. Here, here's 2K. Go make a baby. I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> make it rain. Make it rain. Hey, oh, my God. That's so many different make it rain references. But I I don't really know what to do, really. I'm just going to give the $2,000 to my mom, who will give it back to my grandfather somehow. Nice. This shit ain't happening now, old man. Get (laughs) through your head. (laughs) Just show up one day in a really fancy car. Even if, like, just one of your friends has one and they'll lend it to you for, like, 50 bucks. Oh, just God. like and like a really loud one, right? And then like right in front of his house, just be like whoa, whoa, and then he'll come out and be like, "God damn, kids!" And you'll be like, "This is the best looking two thousand dollars you ever seen, Grandpa!" And like squawk the tires right out of there, and then the movie could start. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> We're so far off the rails. Yeah. Don't edit any of this out, Kyle. If you yeah. do, I'll fucking. I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably do nothing. Honestly. <laughs> don't want anyway. It'll be an no. intimidating nothing. Yeah, still, still don't. Then, how about that? <laughs> I wish I had a friend called Han now. <laughs> <laughs> Just start calling... What was that 
that one friend that you brought to Toronto that one time? <laughs> the one friend. What was that guy's name? Uh, oh, Yifon. 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 Call that guy. Just call that guy Han now. Which is actually a cool nickname because it's part of his name, right? It's the Han part of Fawn. Like, Handel is the middle name of Chandler. Yeah. Right? Everybody knows that. Yeah. So you just you start calling him Han, and he'll be like, what the fuck? My name's not Han. He'll be like, no, dog, that's your G name. That's gangster. When we're racing and drifting and trying to pick up all the bitches, you can't just say I'm Fawn. You can't say I'm Han. That's what, that's what's that. See? I'm actually envious. Yeah, me too. You know, Jeremy, a lot of people call me Jer, but if people had called me Remy, I would have been so much cooler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I have the opposite. I say, like, hey, my name is Jay, and they're like, hey, can I speak with Jason? And I'm like, yeah, it's just Jay. And they're like, oh, J-A-S-J-A-S-J-A-S-J. Just Jay? And I'm like, yeah, it's just Jay. And they're like, there's no S in that. No. Nope. No, there isn't. So, he should be, he should be, he should, he should have some respect. On. On. <laughs> on. Yeah, it's straight up on. All right. Well, I guess with that, <laughs> I'm just going to stop the recording now, and you all will see us next week. <laughs> I'm sure Kyle will find an appropriate way to actually end this episode. Because if I don't pull this, we're just going to sit here forever and rant about nothing. Watch the Pro Tour, support the face-to-face guys and the Man of Deprived guys. Oh, man. Just literally forever. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even mean to do that. All right. Good night, everybody. <laughs>